Welcome back to the Panda Manga Podcast. This is JP. As always, with me is my fearless co-host, The Brian. What up, world? Uh, we are back around to zombie survival. So our subject is zombie survival. <laughs> with us this week, we have members of the zombie-egg, that's zombieegg.com team. Again, the zombie egg website is unfortunately down due to hacking, but it's given us an opportunity to revamp things and reimagine things, which we'll talk about in just a few minutes. But to let's introduce everybody. So we have two people from the zombie egg team. Uh, coming back with us again is the eighth Henry. How you doing? And Joe. <laughs> Hello again, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure everybody recognizes Joe from the comics segment. Joe was also a member of the zombie egg. And uh, so we're just glad to have him back, a veteran of the Pandemega podcast. Indeed, almost as many under my belt as you guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Over half at this point. Yeah, it's true. Over half. Yeah. Over half. Excellent. So we have a couple fun things to talk about today. One of the things I'm very excited about is we're finally going to address this wizard situation. <laughs> the long-running <laughs> Panda Manga podcast joke about wizards started all the way back in podcast number two, where we uncovered the, the beginnings of this wizard conspiracy with Bruce Wayne actually being a wizard. And uh, the Brian challenged us to have a You Might Be a Wizard If segment, so we'll have that up our sleeve a little later after the song today. But first up, a little housekeeping. A couple things have developed on the Panda Mega website recently, especially in regards to our partnership with Zombie Egg. Uh, recently, I have posted a blog announcement about this. For those of you that have not heard that or read that, you can't hear blogs. It's not how that works. <laughs> uh, yet. Yet you can. Text <laughs> speech engines. It's true. It's true. Uh, anyway, the, uh, the 8th Henry and the administrator and I, we all sat down over a yummy Thai food. And had a, had a long and serious talk. Because of what's been going on with my mom, I've been concerned about us making deadlines, uh, or more particularly myself making deadlines in regards to comic art that I'm working on. So that coupled with what's been going on with the hacking of the Zombie Egg website, which I'm sure the 8th Henry can get into a little bit more, we decided to not pull, but to step back and delay the release of the Swiss Cheese and Bullets comic. Uh, you know, fear not, we will still be doing, you know, full speed ahead with Artistic Monk and full speed ahead with Dinner and Dragons, as well as uh, this won't affect anything coming from uh, Decaster, uh, which I have the titles now, uh, The Terrible Suicidal Monkey Machine and Kid with a Cape. Those are the two that we have upcoming to us. I've actually seen about seven pages from... Terrible Suicidal Monkey Machine, and as always, his penmanship is excellent. It's very, very cool, and he's trying something kind of unique and interesting with the color, so I'm excited to share that with everybody, so Ooh, hopefully color. you guys will all see that soon. Color, huh? Color, yeah, he's doing he's doing basically mostly black and white, but then accentuating things with color, Ooh. so it's a very neat idea. Anyway, so like I said, it won't, ex it won't change any of our other comics or releases or anything like that, um, and so... The reason we pulled it, like I said before, is a little bit of concerns about my schedule being a little more full, and I want to make sure, as I've said many times, it's very important to us at Panda Manga and all of our writing and artistic staff to make deadlines. So if we make a promise, we want to keep it. So I'm not going to try and make promises that I can't keep, even if we would, in our zeal, like to put out as many comics as we can, we have to allow for life getting in the way. So with that in mind we've decided to pull back the Swiss Cheese and Bullets comic for now. The 
other side of that, and the reason, one of the reasons why we really decided to do that in the end is, like I said, I was having dinner with the 8th Henry and the administrator, and they have some very exciting ideas about the re-release, or the, the, the Zombie Egg 2.0 coming up, and we've decided to do some exciting things combining and, and uh, kind of like releasing at the same time things on Zombie Egg as well as the comic on Panda Manga. So, you know, it's going to allow for some really exciting opportunities and some things that I think that comics have never done before. And, you know, we've done some research and our plans are very, you know, it's going to be cool. I'm really excited. And, you know, I don't know how much we want to talk about it because Zombie Egg is not my baby. It's, it's the 8th Henry's baby. So I'll let him elaborate. So, so tell us a little bit about what's going on with Zombie Egg. I mean, we know it got hacked just a couple months ago and you guys had to pull it. It's up for maintenance. If you go there now, it's zombie-egg.com. It's, uh, it says it's down for maintenance, and it'll probably stay that way for a little while because you're doing a complete revamp. So tell us about this revamp you're doing. Well, first it came as a, uh, an abrupt surprise. They, uh, they hacked into it and were accessing other uh, websites on the same uh, vein, the same server, however that works. Uh, and then when we shut it down, we, uh, we decided that we were going to take the time to just remodel the site, uh, gut the forums, you know, just revamp the whole the whole works. Uh, I'm going to come back with uh, videos, how-to videos, um, more regular posts. i got a few other people lined up to do more regular blog posts. And ultimately, we're going to try to synchronize the radio show with the uh, comics. Right, so the radio show is, is something I, was, I wasn't I was sure whether or not you wanted to divulge too much about that, but since you put it out there, it's something that I'm really excited about. And we actually recently were doing some sound tests for it, and they came out great. Oh, yeah. yeah, Very, very exciting. And so, so, you know, obviously, keeping in mind, I don't know how much you want to talk about it. I'd be willing to talk about it plenty, but it's up to you because, it's, again, it's your baby. But So can you elaborate a little bit about the radio show? What's, what's the plan there? Well, the idea is that the radio show is the more gritty, more realistic canon for the SCB story arcs. Uh, so in comparison to the comics. In the comparison to the comics, comics are lighthearted, are kind of like the the lighter side, so to speak. Uh, that's not trademarked uh, of, uh, <laughs> of the zombie apocalypse, though. And so, as the storyline in the comic goes on, the radio show mirrors that uh, issues that they deal with and deal with more, you know, in festive fun as comic characters. Those same characters exist on the radio show, and things are a bit more gritty, down to earth, and we elaborate from there. The, the the trials and tribulations and tribulations 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 uh, of the characters become more tactile, become more literal, more direct survivalism, and there will be some fun things tossed into the radio show. But it's not going to be the lighthearted silliness. It's going to be the more fatalistic type of humor. So more somber way. sort of tone. Correct. Okay. Um, yeah, we sort of styled it a little after the uh, workings of like Three Dog and Mister New Vegas from uh, right, you know, Disney right. And there's been some references in our original conversations about this about the I Am Legend yes. movie as well as book where they are. I think it was what is is it I Am Legend book as well? It was Omega, Omega, Omega Man, Man is the old movie, but anyway, no, I Am Legend is the original. It's the, novel. It's the original novel yeah. name. Okay, yeah. so but there were some references to part of the inspiration for the zombie and we're calling it, I think the pirate radio yeah. broadcast. Okay. So some references to inspiration for the pirate radio broadcast from Z from zombie egg 
being kind of built on the idea of somebody having a safe haven and broadcasting out to people who are still kind of out in the wilds of the apocalypse, like what they like what they they did with I Am Legend. You know, where he would, like, charge up some batteries and then broadcast, and then he would go out to a certain place at, between these times, you know, each day or, or certain days during the week to try and collect and help people and meet other people because he thought he was the last person. I mean, obviously, in the story arc and storyline of Swiss Cheese and Bullets, you know, obviously it's not just one person, but there's a sense of reaching out towards other people, helping people who aren't necessarily zombie, or aren't necessarily Swiss Cheese and Bullets members, um... And just kind of like, you know, getting out their information about, you know, the fictitious world of Northern California being overrun by zombies and, you know, where their movements are, what's safe, what isn't safe, where to go, safe havens, you know, dangerous areas, you know, you know, things like scouts and, you know, like you were talking about scouts. Why don't you elaborate a little bit about the scouts idea? Well, because I, I think this is brilliant. Thank you. Uh, I'd broken down the Swiss Cheese and Bullets uh, rescue and response team command structure to specialized units. Uh, it would make sense that rather than just have a, uh, an amalgamation of just random people with random skills after the apocalypse, that would quickly make sense to form into units of best types of people. I mean, obviously you still have people that have no skill, no talent, or just general grunts and labor. But ultimately you want to push people that are more scout-like, scout more, uh, more military-minded uh, towards more specialist roles. Right. Uh, the idea is we would have emissaries, people who are supposed to be kind of like, you know, one-man army, so to speak, people who have got a silver tongue, go in, approach communities, they're a bit more, uh... Diplomatic? Yes, a bit more diplomatic, but a bit easier for them to get in uh, to a enclosed group, an entrenched group of people who are separate, who... Right, like, st but still representing the Swiss cheese and bullets you know, group without, you know, showing up on their doorstep with, like, 30 people with guns. Right. It's a bit less intimidating. Right. Uh, and so, after, you know, established trade routes, trying to rebuild a little bit of what was once human civilization. Right. So this so this kind of spider web <clears throat> network of people going out there and sharing information and then reporting back to Swiss Cheese and Bullets headquarters in Northern California and everything, that that's going to play a role in the pirate radio broadcast is that you'll give updates on what's going on, what your scouts have found, you know, they found the new groups in such and such a place, and, or, you know, this place was decimated, or we've lost contact with such and such, and so it's like a, you're creating this really organic, real living, breathing world that you get to interact on on multiple media forms, as in comic book, as in, you know, through the blog, you know, as in through the radio broadcast and, and other things that are, you know, coming down the pipes. That's great. And, yeah, okay, I... I I don't want to give you know obviously we talked a lot about it right uh, but I think it's a really exciting and I can't wait to get people involved in it that said that being said it's probably about a year away maybe a little longer um, the, as far as the comics go back to our comic release schedule the Dinner and Dragons comic strip by myself and Joe. Mm -hmm. Uh, that is slated to have, was it 50 strips? About 50. Yeah, about 50 strips. So that'll take us just a little over a year to release weekly. Mm -hmm. And so once that run is finished, then I'll be able to focus my efforts a little bit more on what's going on with Swiss cheese and kind of see where we are with that. See how, how if we want to still regularly put out monk stuff or if the, the artistic monk is going to become uh, a more periodical thing or somebody else is going to take over the art. 
who knows? You know, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But some of my time artistically will be a little bit more available when we get to that time. And so as long as we don't all of a sudden magically get another artist that really works well with us and we like to work on Swiss cheese, then, you know, we're going to wait until I have a little more free time. And also build content alongside the, you know, kind of building the content for the website. You know, get some of the pod, some of the radio broadcasts figured out, align them up with the comics, reference each other to, you know, encourage cross-traffic between the websites because it's a partnership, right? So anyway, that's very exciting. And so look forward to that. Perhaps we will post on the website a uh, example or audio test. We're going to do some recording soon. Uh, Dave Henry has got a couple scripts coming up. And so we'll, we'll record some of his stuff and, you know, work out some tests. Because we're trying to, like, make it sound like a messed up old radio. But at the same time, control that instead of just starting with a bad radio. You know, so we record the nice high quality. <laughs> I know, right? It's, if you want to be authentic, though... Right, it's got to find an old ham radio, and yeah, we thought about that. It's it's it. There's a lot of different ways to go with it, and again, it's still in its baby stages, technically, you know, in many ways, really. But so we might again post a a demonstration of it, just a few moments, or you know, maybe thirty seconds of what we're planning. Hell, I'd be even willing to go non-canon and just just have a little bit of fun, uh, just go full post-apocalyptic. You know, there is no hope. <laughs> type of uh, radio broadcast and then just kind of be like oh and uh, by the way and move on from there yes definitely and by the way and the guy gets eaten on yeah. on, on my <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, that, so that's exciting and we're really you know doing this podcast I think has really opened our eyes to how much fun it is to work with audio I mean it's not an, a medium that I don't think any of us have really spent a lot of time with before this and we've all come to love it and right. I really enjoy editing it, messing with the filters, noise gates, equalizer, compressors, all that stuff. It's like become, you know, a language that I understand now. It's something I really enjoy doing, and we all like to be a part of it. And so I would imagine that doing more radio-like things and maybe even getting into radio dramas is in the future for kind of our creative community. I don't know whether or not it'll be directly related to Pandamanga, but it will be blogged about and linked to on Pandamanga because, you know, we have kind of a network of creative endeavors that we're involved in and several different websites. And so, you know, eventually those sort of things will be headed over to. So, man, uh, just thinking radio shows and comic strips. It's, it's like we're back in 1929. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. Nah. It's everybody a... huddle around your radio, or in this case, your computer, to listen to an audio track. Yeah, we just need some uh, Coca-Cola with cocaine in it. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I can totally do some. <laughs> <laughs> Cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> so I think la last on the housekeeping section is we wanted to bring up uh, that the poll from last time that is still not up. I have not been able to get a hold of or really sit down with and work out the poll with Tigerpaw Casey from last time. Uh, we're still planning on doing that. We've been in contacts with the owner of Twigs, the uh, polling you know website and and I don't know what you call program that yeah. we're planning on using, which is a close friend of, of the Brian. And so we're definitely gonna gonna collaborate and put something up soon. It's just a matter of getting the content, you know. And, and as anybody in the creative community knows, getting the content is the hardest part. <laughs> so, oh. so, so hopefully soon we'll get 
that information from Tigerpaw, and we'll be able to, you know, launch a, launch that poll up, and you guys can all help choose what the next Tigerpaw song's name is. Anyway, so, uh, all right, so on to the zombie survival segment. So today we're going to talk about something that's near and dear to my heart. Zombies. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully no, not too near. Not, not too near. No, exactly. No, um... I know that a lot of a lot of what we talked about on the zombie segments and, and otherwise in regards to zombies has been how intrigued we are about covering the zombie subject in ways that is new. You know, more interested in things that are deeper into the apocalypse, like things like Swiss cheese and bullets, or like things like uh, the the show and the comic book, The Walking Dead. That is more along the lines of what is exciting and interesting to us creatively. However, I think that in regards to getting out useful information and survivalism, that kind of initial right in the beginning, beginning kind of, oh shit, zombies, now what do we do moments, that's important to be prepared for. You know, that, that like creatively and artistically with, you know, writing and radio and all that sort of stuff, maybe things that are happening farther down the road would be a better subject. But when we're talking about survivalism, I think that what, you know, dealing with the immediate threat of there's an outbreak is a good thing to look at, at least early on. I'd like to trudge into kind of speculating on that future farther away thing. But for now, we'd like to kind of cover these initial first couple days and weeks of that. Yeah, the first uh, four weeks are probably the most important in terms of determining your survival. Right. Yeah, or 28 days. <laughs> <laughs> so last time we talked about the bug out bag. Really interesting, good subject. I hope that you guys have all, you know, thrown together a bag of, you know, oh shit zombies, let's bug out of here. Stuff. If not, get on that. Uh, <laughs> it's good for earthquakes too. Good for earthquakes. Yeah, I mean, you know, if earth- you live in California, well, tornado. Well, really tornadoes. anywhere. Well, I don't know, man. You see a tornado outside of the window, and you start grab your bag and run. You let not make it. You can. You can. Actually, I know some people who used to like. Oh, hey, tornado! Let's go after it and get in the truck and drive towards it. Tornado. That sounds like as long as you don't live in a trailer park, the tornado won't harm you. Right. What is it about trailer parks and tornadoes? Tornadoes just hate trailer parks. God. God hates. Yeah, it's trailer trash. <laughs> <laughs> a little censoring going on there. It's right. That's a good idea. The views so, and opinions of Penny So moving, moving on to our subject. Today's subject with zombie, in regards to zombie survival is the best and worst outbreak hideouts. So we've all gone around and pondered and had deep thoughts about where the hell to you know hide your your naked butt in the middle of all this <laughs> when things start to hit the fan you know and, and everything is bad and there's bloodshed and mayhem in the streets and cars are flipped over and there's fire everywhere and all that crap so you know where do you go you know when you realize oh man you know the world's gone to hell now what where do we go to bunker down and survive you know what are the best places and you know i'm not thinking like oh i have a compound prepared i'm thinking like you know, we're not prepared at that level or financially ready at that level, but just like, you know, in our neighborhoods, in suburbia, in the country, you know, wherever it is that you're living, like, where do you go? Where do you go and lock the door and just wait things out? So we, everybody has picked their best, most excellent place to be and the place that is just like a wet paper bag. <laughs> so... So uh, why don't we we'll go around in a circle. So so why don't we start with the zombie aficionado, the eighth Henry? What is your best choice? Like where where would you go? Uh, officially, 
my best choice would either be a high school or a college campus, uh, for reasons of it being. Uh, and see, I see. Look, yes, it's 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 a unique decision. Uh, it has all of the facilities you will need to house people. You have all the resources you need to secure buildings. Also, uh, modern day schools, especially you know public schools, are essentially fortresses at this point. Thank you, thank you, four twenty Columbine shooters and. Uh, Especially yeah. back east. I mean, yeah, like yeah. some of the older schools, you know, they're all like enclosed. The or some of the earlier schools, they, I mean, when we went to high school, there was a lot of kind of portables and it was sort of spread out. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know how much I trust that, but, but even still, the, tr- the, all the center, central buildings right. are stone. Yeah. Uh, and you, you do have enough arable land uh, with sports fields, you know, to hell with soccer, you just plant something. Right. And a lot of those, those uh, schools and colleges have ag programs. Sometimes, you know, especially our high school that we all went programs, to. Uh, they had, shops. Yeah. They yeah, had right. animals. They what? Oh, uh, the, they already have animals. Yeah. And right, so, exactly. For the ag program. And, and even yeah. defensively, like, I, I was thinking, because I was thinking, the first thing that popped up in my mind, contrary to, like, you know, playing the devil's advocate, well, what would be wrong with that choice was the windows. There's windows everywhere at schools. Yeah. But mm-hmm. they're all, like... Metal grated windows. If, you, if we all ever, ever remember, like schools are practically prisons. prisons. Yeah. <laughs> right. and, and that is another excellent choice. But uh, yeah, yeah. That, that the the schools are already secured enough. There are only a handful of entry points uh, because traffic needs to be monitored in and out of schools anyway. Um, it would be pretty easy to make those entrances into choke points. That's true. And it would be very easily. Uh, very easy, sorry, to garrison those and you know, you know three, yeah, see, 300 hot like, at that shit. That was one of my alternate, alternate, alternates on my bad list because <laughs> like around here in Northern California, we've just got these wide open buildings across like lots of spaces portables. with a lot of portables and that sort of thing. And I just figured they're too big, too open and there are just too many entrances and exits to cover them all. Exactly. You, you, you're not going to catch every single one of them, and they may just break down a door that's way on the other side, and you don't hear it. The idea is to not give them, them being zombies, enough of a surface to work against. Because it, almost, almost without fail, any solid surface that is something they will pile up against, they will either pile over mm-hmm. or they will crash through. Um, you know, the weight of several bodies beating on on, on one surface is only going... Right, so those rock walls at the right. school is definitely they, a wise choice. definitely a wise choice. Uh, hurricane fences. You you want some entry points, but manageable entry points. Right. Yeah. Make a, a corn maze, essentially, uh, of, of parked cars and, you know, uh, haphazard, you know, structures. Right. And, like I said, you can set up a, a choke point and a kill point. Uh, where they will not... Rakes are really wonderful in that sort of situation. Alright, so Joe, what was your best pick for your outbreak hideout? Alright, so this one, a little, little strange to consider, but right. bear with me. Let's hear it. Theme parks. Theme parks? Theme parks. <laughs> And the weird look comes yeah, from the bride. Look. And so everyone gets yeah, the Everybody's like, give a look. What was going to be my Have you not seen Zombieland? <laughs> uh, in, in Zombieland right. specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, All right. Yes. But then think about it. When was the last time you were down at uh, Six Flags? Uh, Their parking lot is gated. The park is gated. Oh, right. Because they manage people right. coming in. That's yeah, why you pay. Yeah. It, it's the most secure 
family attraction I have ever seen. <laughs> They're trying really hard to keep people out. Right. There's a lake around half of Discovery <laughs> Kingdom. Well, that's where all the sea animals live. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. No, there's, there's no more sea animals. That's true, though. I didn't think about that. I mean, basically... No, no, there are sea animals, and, and that's, ima- that was another how, point I was going to get to. Imagine how much food a killer whale would, would give you. Exactly. <laughs> At the end of the world, no one's going to really blame you for eating Shamu. <laughs> Remember to drain the pond first, or you will feed the whale. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you may be adorable, and you may do tricks, but you're giant, and yeah, you you're like two tons food of food. You can now. eat. It's true. Yeah, true. And uh, you know, either that, or you could like you know release some of the more aggressive ones, like funnel them out, like into yeah. a perimeter search, and be like, okay, Bengal tiger, go eat yourself yeah. some zombie. But then, but then you might you get zombie Bengal tigers. Uh, that would be yeah. bad. Yeah, depending on the type of virus. This is yeah. true. As long as you don't have a, a tiger repellent stone around, uh, which I don't know if I've told any of you, uh, that's the reason why that accident happened at the, the San Francisco Zoo. See, those children were throwing zombie repellent stones into the tiger's... Uh, zombie. Tiger repellent stones. Tiger repellent stones into the tiger's pen. Where the stone was, the tiger could not be. Tiger was violently vaulted out and onto the children. <laughs> that is how that happened. Oh, man. Yeah, there, there's a great line in uh, Grandma's Boy where this drug dealer is going to be getting a uh, a tiger for a pet. And he's like, well, won't a guard dog do it? He's like, people can get past the guard dog, but nobody gets past the tiger, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good movie. <laughs> But that's an interesting point you make, Joe, about any place that regulates, you know, the entrances of people, regulates population entrance. Absolutely. You have to barricade maybe, actually, like, one car entrance and then one gate entrance. Because all of the security doors, that shit's going to be locked down pretty tight. It's true. The walls are going to be high enough to keep a tiger in if one happened to get out. Right. Unscalable. You're, and there's the like parks. lots of areas where you could. I mean, even if they got in, there's air, there's like sectioned off areas that are meant to contain or protect. Mm-hmm. You know, so you could just you know back. So there's lots of like you know thresholds you could go to. Yeah, there's I mean, gonna be countless food courts where you're gonna be able to cook, and you don't have to pay for it, and you yeah! don't have to pay for it this time. Admission is free with zombie apocalypse. (laughs) And you know a lot of that stuff has tons of preservatives. Oh, Oh, we we need to do a top list of like the best things about a zombie apocalypse. (laughs) Free admission (laughs) everywhere. (laughs) I I think that can go on the next one we do. Let's do it. Planned and set. Excellent. (laughs) And the Brian, what what was your pick for the best outbreak hideout? So I was feeling very uncreative this week. So I actually had to go with something that most places don't have because it's an actual place that I know of. So (laughs) I I won't say whose place this is because I don't want to get them in any sort of trouble. It's a family member of a celebrity. That's as far as I'm going to go. It's half an hour from where we record. And the reason that I chose this is because my uncle's friend was the former owner of this property, and it's the reason that he sold it to these people. It's basically its own compound. It's surrounded by a mountain, it's got gates, it's got its own well, and it's got a generator and enough backup food supplies for three months. So 
if you have a place to wait out in a zombie apocalypse, an actual compound that has running water and power for at least three months, not a bad place to stay. That's yeah, nice. Well, you know, and I guess, I mean, I know you were saying I was feeling, you know, uncreative, but, you know, the, the, you know, t- the specificity of your, you know, choice aside, I think that, you know, looking at the general version of that would be, you know, country homes. You know, kind of a place out in the middle of nowhere that that is used to having to take care of itself. You're going to have a generator because you're out in the middle of damn nowhere. You're going to have a well. You know, all that sort of stuff. A lot of the places out there likely are going to have some kind of a garden, maybe even some livestock if you've got some land. Mm -hmm. And not only that, but you've got shitloads of land. I don't know about you guys, but most of the places that I've seen kind of out in the country, they're – even if there's, you know – some kind of a natural barriers like forests or rocks or mountains or something like that, they tend to be you know, a, a pretty good radius around the house so you've got really good line of sight and vision. So I can see that being a good spot, a good choice. Oh, yeah. Well, my, my pick is, a, is one that and actually the administrator was planning on being here today, and we both agree on this point, so I'll, I'll just throw that out for her as well, uh, is warehouse stores like Costco, Sam's Club, that sort of stuff. Like, I really feel that that's kind of the one-stop shop. It's going to have really high walls. It's going to have only one entrance, no windows, you know, and it's got everything you possibly need. Dry food, canned food, ways to open all those, all that stuff, things to entertain yourself. Big screen twin packs. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's going it's, it's to have um, generators. Granted, it probably doesn't have any gas, so I don't no, know. Uh, Costco has a gas station. It's a gas station. Yeah, you have you got, like, yeah. on-site gas station if you're willing to brave the, like, you know, 300 feet to the gas station right. thing. <laughs> you know, so there's, like, lots of opportunity and lots of things. And so my thinking is, and if, because when, when we were first coming up with this idea, what I thought to myself was, okay, what's a place that is defensible and I can just walk in there you know, all the things that I would want in a bug-out bag, all the things that I would want to stockpile in a bunker, you know, it's already there. And so the first thing that came to mind was Costco. You know, never roll down doors. Absolutely. And even if even if they break in there, but not only beyond that, Costco also has extra things like, you know, in some way, some cases, they'll have things that you can use to build barricades and build different kinds of sort of stuff. And with all those tall shelves, you could... Make like your living space and, you know, like when you're sleeping or something like that is when you're most likely the most vulnerable because you're not paying active attention, you know. But you can make places – you can make like a, like a living area suspended up in there. You know, yeah, well, build a system. Yeah. Right. I think of that movie uh, Employee of the Month where they have their like little secret hideaway <laughs> up there, you know. But like that sort of stuff, I mean that's, that's an excellent thing to do even if all else fails. Because that was kind of another thing I was thinking about is, you know, what if the zombies – or you know, or you know or you know whatever get through your initial barricade is it like oh i'm screwed or are there like places to fall back kind of like joe's theme park idea you know and so i'm thinking that the kind of verticality of those places you know you could get up into the rafters you can get up high on top of the shelves and and it's like an extra level of barrier you know hmm. so that that's kind of my thought i just had a really odd tangent so, you know when you're kids, you make those nice little blanket forts and that sort of thing? Oh, yeah. Imagine having free reign of a Costco to make your own forts and stuff like that. Yes. Could you imagine how much fun that would be? Oh, Every man. time I'm in Costco. <laughs> Good man. Exactly. Good man. I've, always, I've, I've more than once like 
fantasize about hiding out somewhere in Costco, waiting till they close, and just like going crazy, eating whatever I want, and making a big four, and playing with stuff, and just being oh, like, nice. yeah. Well, there's a great, uh, the next great uh, Minecraft mod. Costco. <laughs> Costco Costcraft. mod. Costcraft. <laughs> so, the only trouble I have with large department stores, mm-hmm. um, that is the one resource that almost everybody is going to be competing over. It's true. Because, because it's, everybody thinks of it. Everybody thinks of it almost immediately. I mean, I hate to say, you know, wait wait out the first week or so till the population thins and then go pick over the bones of what's left. There's too much there, even with an active pillaging populace. Uh, most of them won't make it out of there, either being trampled or shot by other, you know, living people or into the waiting mouths of the zombies on the other side. Um... Uh, the you know with the population being in panic, you either have to immediately secure it with firepower and with men and you know women and such, um, with manpower. With manpower, essentially, yes. Manpower. Didn't want to seem sexist. Um, right. <clears throat> you have to you know, control the facility and then decide who gets in and who gets out. But that makes you an opposition point, an opposition point against an enraged and panicked populace. Sure. Then you're not doing your job. You know, SCB couldn't take control of that in the initial days and say, "No, you've got to play by our rules." You'd have to, you have to wait for things, unfortunately, to sort themselves out. Right, because you're not just dealing with zombies at that time. You're dealing with you know panic populace, crazed people, rioters, that sort of stuff. I mean, people who are also going to be armed. Exactly. Uh-huh. Is that yeah? Interesting. So another another element to picking a good hideout is to make sure that you are picking something that. Maybe not everybody's thinking of, you know, or something that would be a less popular choice. Because then, even if it has less, you know, resources or less uh, protection or barrier or something like that, you're only having to worry about the zombies, not the people, too. You're not having to compete. All right, so that wraps up our best choices. Up next, we have our collective worst choices. And this, this I'm looking forward to. This will be good. So, let's start with the 8th Henry again. Just go around in a circle. Alright, so my worst choice is a little vague, um, but it's very poignant, I think. Alright. Any large metropolitan-style city, L.A., San Francisco, if you have uh, a very sedentary populace, let's say, that's just kind of stacked upon itself, right. when all those people leave at once, or try to, to loot and pillage, there is going to be havoc. Uh, and especially if you're trying to be in it for the long haul, you know, you, you really can't watch out for all contingencies. Who's to say that the guy that's three doors down from you in your apartment complex hasn't been eyeing your, your lady and now is his time to shine? Right, so just anywhere with lots of people. Exactly. Because they're either going to be, again, like we were just talking about, crazed looting types or turn into zombies. Or opportunistic yeah. predators. Exactly. Oh, yeah. um, you know, a lunatic is still predictable because they're a lunatic. Um, ultimately, they're going to act in the most bizarre fashion possible. You can, you can kind of limit them down. A predator is someone who will act as a friend and will strike when their time is nigh. Right. So it's the, these sorts of things you have to consider in dealing with people, especially people you may not even be aware of that are watching you. Right. So basically anywhere of high population, just blanket choice, do not do it. Try not to be there when that happens. Right. And there's so many hiding places and little corners that no matter how much you explore in a city, you've still never seen. Yep. 
Definitely. There could be some zombie locked in a supply closet because some jackass got bit and locked himself in there. Yeah. You know, and you never know. Yeah. yeah. The larger the population, the larger the population of zombies. It's true. Exactly. exactly. I mean, you know, you always watch any kind of zombie fiction. It's it's the cities that are always like, oh, we're going to get to this city and it's fortified and they get there and it's fucked. <laughs> and, and the reason like they, they, they had it in The Walking Dead, um, they all went to Atlanta and then when they all got there, it was just... There was tanks, National Guardsmen, all zombies now. Right. Tanks, zombies. Uh, I know, like, people's, people's, like, natural tendency to move into a group when there's, you know, trouble a-brewing. Well, it's, in this case, with any kind of an infection or something that can actually, without someone's, I mean, willfully change people, you know, you know, with the disease itself has its own kind of will to change and modify and, and, and change other people's intentions and danger level and everything. So, you know, something like a zombie apocalypse or an infection or anything like that, our, our kind of sense of, like, pulling everybody together, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, I want you guys to line up. I can only need use one bullet. Or stand in a group, I'll use one grenade. You know what I mean? It's kind of <laughs> like it, it, makes, it makes for this aggressive, you know, element. It makes it easier for it to just wipe out people. Mm. It, it needs to be addressed democratically, so to speak. You know, if you're going to incorporate other outsiders into your group, you need to be careful about who you select and careful about the standards and circumstances in which you accept them. Right. You know, some groups won't allow others in unless they have a complete strip search because, well, let's face it, the last thing you need is a sudden turning from someone who's been bitten two days ago. Which is why everybody should have the patented Swiss cheese and bullets zombie alarm. Which we, will, we, are, we are planning on having at Ape. I heard the plug on the... On the <laughs> you're going pl- to plug it? Oh, no, I heard the plug on the uh, on the test. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. Uh, that yeah, test we were smile. talking about earlier for that, that, that uh, zombie egg pirate radio, uh, I just kind of wrote up a quick script because I'm, I'm doing the tech for it and just wrote up a quick script of silly stuff, you know, related stuff with silly stuff and then went through and... You know, edited it and messed with it and changed audio. But but, why <laughs> one of the things I put in there was like basically an advertisement for this great merchandise mm-hmm. idea, or just honestly just a great idea that the Ape Henry had. Why don't you tell us about that idea? All right, so it's the official name is the I'm a Zombie Beacon, <laughs> <laughs> because you, it's something you buy pre you know pre mortem. Uh, you put it on yourself. You know, the idea is it's going to be like a lanyard flashing and emits a timed announcement that. I'm a zombie. Stay away from me. So basically, it's just playing like. <laughs> With a flashing light. With a flashing light. Yeah. Flashing light. Yes. Now, what color is this light? I'm, I'm imagining yellow. I was thinking orange or yellow. Yes. Okay. Something to okay. actually catch the eye. And it so serves a double function. It would drive survivors away from that because then you would know that the, the guy is there. On the other side, it would draw in, interested zombies to uh, to them. So then, on top of having a, a a negative space of survivors, you have a condensed space of not survivors. It's really brilliant. Yeah, it is Thank great. It's a little LED light blinking and being like, "I am a zombie. Don't come near me. Yeah. I'm a zombie." The one trouble in, in is, your in your majestic and handsome voice. Thank you. Because <laughs> it's going to be your voice. It is it's the only way for it. Right. <laughs> awesome. So so Joe, what what is your pick for the worst outbreak hideout? Okay. So, contrary to most zombie movies, I'm going to say one of the worst places you can go is the mall. Yeah, that is so yeah. popular oh, yeah. in the zombie thing, and it seems like such a bad idea. It's like hella undefensible, totally free undefen- entrance. Entrances everywhere, and they're big and glass. Glass, yes. yes. Yeah. There's no preservatives. 
you know, there's going to be a lot of food courts. There's an Orange Julius. Yeah, but there's going to be no refrigeration, no long-lasting supplies. You're going to have a lot of linens and probably uh, a few books and that's that's probably going to be the extent right of because everything that they're going to have food wise there isn't meant to be like city, having shelf life because it's it's meant to be sold on top like, of that exactly. you'll, you'll always see them reference the fact that they have a sporting goods store or a cutlery store those weapons are shit it's coming coming from a, an expert on weapons those are not the weapons you want to actually put your life in the hands of or yeah, you don't want to pull out your like handy dandy Bud K uh, yeah. Klingon <laughs> sword to try and take them out. It's gonna yeah. break I mean, off in the first yeah, zombie. If you can actually find a sword at the mall, yeah. yeah, those usually aren't actually sharpened. They're made to look like they're sharp. They're dull. They're po- They're pokey. They, That's they're true. They are pokey. pokey, pokey people. Yeah. But, uh, they're they're not functional well, weapons. I would say I would say best is probably slashy, not pokey for zombies. Yes, yes. I would say slashy. And then Severy, usually Severy when you, maybe would be the right term. <laughs> when I've actually seen a sporting goods store in a, a mall, it's never been a fully loaded one with actual guns in them. Yeah, I don't even it, think I've seen BB guns or air rifles in them. It's like you know your your typical like soccer, baseball, mm-hmm. softball gear. Yeah, and yeah. sure, a bat's really nice, especially aluminum. They are. Are very very handy, but still no guns. Yeah, you're going to be fending off zombies with ski poles. And and don't forget, you may get like the Ginsu ninja knives from the as seen on TV stores. Yeah, which really aren't that great either. Yeah, I mean it's better than using your fists. That is so true. Essentially, being in a mall, you're going to be up to your eyeballs and useless crap in glass windows and people. And people. And people. Yeah. Because people are going to run to the mall because they've seen it. Seen in every too many damn zombies. Zombie this, this reiterates my point. People suck. <laughs> just in general, people suck. Like the, I like I like persons like 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 you as a person. I'm pointing at at, at uh, Henry, you know, or Joe, well, not the or Brian, you know. I like I, you know like you as people. There are people. There are persons that I like, but like people as a group or a mob is probably the more appropriate term. Ooh. They suck. Uh, <laughs> just period in any situation. So so Brian, what what was yours? Your plan was like the, the Brian's worst outbreak happened. So I was thinking like in individual building thinking. So the worst possible thing I could think of was a greenhouse. <laughs> <laughs> it's Good small. Choice. But plants versus zombies. Yeah, but you know what? Yes. You, you still, sure, you may have a bunch of Venus flytraps in so there. If it was but the little shop of horrors, you'd be set. Yes. But still, you're in a tiny place. If it's the summertime, it's hot and muggy. There's no real outlets or of water for poor bodies or any of those sorts of things. And you're either in a building made of glass or a building made out of plastic. Either way, you're pretty much able to see anyone out there and zombies can see you and they can easily break in. Mm. Yeah, you might have some herbs to chew on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got yeah, you some might herbs. Be, you might be able to like, get lucky and find that like one like secret stoner hideout and just get blazed and be like, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I'm a zombie. I'm not even gonna know it. I'm gonna be like, mm, I got the munchies. Uh, <laughs> oh man, the munchies for brains. <laughs> the munchies will just change exactly. from like I want snacks to I want human flesh. Yeah. Oh, no, oh man, no. imagine the trip the zombies will get. If you've ever had pop brownies, pop people. Is probably- <laughs> oh, 
Oh, yeah, that's good. Nice. So, so my choice for the worst is a suburban home. Your house. Your. I'm pointing at you, listener. Your house. Do not go to your house because likely you live in suburbia or in a city or something like that where there's a other people. B glass windows. C. It's your house. Don't do it. It's not a wise choice. No. no. The the real problem with this is that it's like you're in. I mean, this is my concept for this comes back to uh, Henry's idea of don't be where there's lots of people. You know, you go to your house. This is where people live. This is in the middle of it. You know, this is this is not a wise place to be. You know, everybody's going to go back to their houses. It's going to move through the area like just a wave of death and plague. You know, it's not defensible. It's not. I mean, that's not what houses are meant for. Houses are meant to live and enjoy your environment, not protect you from it. You know, and with with rare exception. With rare exception, yeah. like your house or or or, Brian, or or the Brian's you know mystical home out in the middle of nowhere that he won't say who it is. Even though it's some celebrity person. I've said off the air, and that's as much as I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm happy knowing myself where, you know, well, who is it? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah the, four, the four of us are going to trudge out there and be like, let us in! <laughs> no, oh, but no. basically it just kind of piggybacks on that idea of, you know, don't be where there's lots of people, you know? And also, like, think about the function of a home. A home isn't, you know, really excellent at keeping lots of people out. It's pretty, you can be pretty good at keeping a person out if they're, you Only know, with sufficient deterrence. Only with sufficient return, but also, but also taking into consideration, you know, a home is built in a society, is built in in a city, and it kind of expects a certain level of, you know, respect for other people's space and you know, kind of human dignity. And when you're in a situation that kind of strips people of that, or strips many people of that, you know, it's no longer well, the door's locked, so I won't just walk in. I'm not going to break a window. They're going to be like, I'm breaking a window. I'm going to take your shit. You know, it's just like never good. So I, I can always, I always just think that that seems to be kind of people's like safety blanket. You know, like when you're a kid and you yeah. see something scary, you're like, oh, you pull the covers over your head. This doesn't help you at all. It's the same thing. It's like, oh no, it's scary. It's dangerous. I'm going to go home. Don't do it. It's a yeah. bad idea. Close my blinds. <laughs> There's no house that I can't get into if I have a sledgehammer or an axe. It's true. That's very point. It's absolutely true. Or even uh, a big enough rock. Yeah. Yeah. Big rock. enough rock will do. Nothing beats rock. <laughs> but yeah, I, I paper apparently does. I don't know why. O- o- only through the power of wizards. Fair enough. Which we'll get into <laughs> soon. Uh, but I, I will make a comment that it's not that your own personal home should be the worst possible place for you to be. Chances are it will be the place you start out at when you were home sitting with your family looking at the television saying, oh shit, zombies. Um, (laughs) But it's good to make a a plan to either get out, but avoid going to those government-announced places that say, oh yes, come to this city, to this location, we will protect you. It's, it's not a mass of people. It's not, yeah, it's not that they, they I, I suspect the government of not wanting to protect its citizens or that I'm some sort of, you know, mil, you know militant weirdo. I am, but they're not, I'm not saying that I am. <laughs> that aside. Yeah, that aside. It's, it's just a matter of you do not want to subject yourself to the mercy of another body of people, whether, the, you know, you don't know what... Yeah, another, another structure of... of, of Right. You you want to stay as free and as independent as you can until it no longer is economical. Uh, from your house, you can choose, you can plot your place, you can you can gather your friends or your family and then leave. 
and you know gather anything of, of value to you. Keep the mementos down to a few to to a, a very reduced you know amount. It should it should take up no more than one percent of the things that you take with you. But from there, yes, it is a good staging area. It is not a good fortress. <laughs> Agreed. Okay, so that that's our that's our two cents on the best and worst outbreak hideouts. No, oh, I got. I got one oh, you got that one? I wanted to bring up. Let's hear it. It was kind of a weird one. It Its usefulness is going to be dependent on the type of uh, zombie apocalypse. Mm. If this is like the supernatural zombie, where they're popping up out of the graves, mm-hmm. you're going to want to avoid this ground zero, the cemetery. Yes, yeah. true. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. But if if this is like a viral zombie apocalypse, and they're just people who have been recently deceased, the ones under the ground aren't going anywhere. And you're going to have acres and acres of really good fertilized land. (laughs) Sad but true. People fertilizer. The phosphorus is good for farming. Just don't dig too deep. Yeah. And usually they have choke points. They have, like, gates that they open and close. Big gates, big walls... All of the edifices and and um, buildings are giant, like six foot stone slabs. That's true. Like this place is a fucking fortress. Right. I mean, crypts, like yeah. old fashioned type crypts and things like that. They still yeah. do. Like, That's to modern. keep the vampires inside. Yeah. Yes. And if you can deal with living with the dead, you don't have to deal with the living dead. Ah, That's nice, 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 I give you 50 points that can't be used for anything. <laughs> so, so, so piggybacking on that, uh, totally different, you know, anyway, but piggybacking on that, I do have a little tangent I'd like to go on real quick on this is this like incessant need to, I need to go see if my friends and family are okay. I'm somewhere far away, and I have to travel all through this dangerous, infected land to go into the house and find them dead or gone or attack me. It's like, really? It's very like, romantic. It's very romantic, and it's like this this like story thing. The problem is, is that what people do in movies are often what people think, what people do in life. I mean, it's not it's not because it's kind of a chicken or the egg sort of thing. It's like you know, do we do it because we've seen it in movies, or do we do it, in, or do they have it in movies because they feel like that's what kind of the human psyche does? But at this point, it's pretty much synonymous unless it's really fantastical or crazy. There's going to be a bunch of dumbasses trudging through the dangerous infected land to to just have that peace of mind of yes or no, this person is dead, and. You know, I understand where you're coming from, and it you know it's like it gives you you know meaning in the middle of all this this terribleness. But you got to take into consideration you're probably going to die. They're probably gone. You know, it's like maybe maybe think ahead a little bit and be like, oh, let's meet here. If they don't meet there, don't go after them. Uh, on a side note, I was I was going to keep this under my hat, but this seems like too good of an idea to keep to myself right now. Uh, I'm initializing a Swiss Cheese and Bullets Rescue and Response Team program, a recognition, a recognition program. The idea is that, you know, we, you would take snap photos of your friends and relatives that, didn't, that aren't with you, and people that laid to rest undead would take a picture, a headshot, so to speak, um, and return that. And anyone who claimed them, we can always verify that that person is no longer among the living. Hmm. No, just a, a nice little end so that if someone in their travels sees it, you know, 
you don't have to venture into the hornet's nest. But uh, you know, more elaboration on that some other time. But uh, it's a it's a good time to mention it now. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, hey, P. I just want to let you know that you're one of my closest friends, and I love you to death. But once the news says, oh, fuck, zombies, I don't give a rat's ass about you. <laughs> <laughs> the feeling is mutual, Brian. Thank the you. Feeling is Thank mutual. you. And another thing, living in Northern California, we all know that the earthquakes are coming. <laughs> and I th- I'm pretty sure all of you have, like, a spot with your family that you've designated. Okay, if California starts to sink, we meet here. <laughs> <laughs> and then we make for Utah. <laughs> it is, <laughs> it is true. I mean, you know, I, I guess areas like California who historically have, you know, things like natural disasters or, or you know, you know, if you live in a trailer park or something, you might make a plan <laughs> as to where to go if, you know, things go south. Anyway, so let's uh, let's move on to the uh, music section here. We've got a nice new song from uh, Air Plus Recordings. So up today we have another song by Nest. Nest was originally featured on podcast number three, uh, back in the wee baby stages of the PM podcast. Uh, today we have his song "You're Over." So again, today is from Airplus Recordings. "You're Over" by Nest. Again, you can find Nest's other work as well as this song on SoundCloud.com forward slash Nest DNB. That's N E S T D. N.B. I hope you enjoy it.
Next up, we finally addressed this wizard situation. Now, this is one of the two segments that we have planned. This first segment, we go. Th- we made a massive list of, you know, indicators that you just might be a wizard. Because we're finding throughout our podcasts and, and our brilliant minds coming together that over and over, there's like people throughout pop culture and history that have been wizards that like none of us have realized. And so that... Uncovering the Wizard Conspiracy will be addressed in a future segment. This time, we're going to give a couple rules and suggestions and observations so that you can catch a wizard in action or know if you're becoming a wizard yourself. So this is called our You Might Be a Wizard If segment. So we've all come up with some stuff. Uh, Henry and I have come up with a rather massive list because we both are complete geeks. And and I've said on multiple occasions I am a huge fan of the Harry Dresden Files or the Dresden Files, and that dude, Jim Butcher, does his homework, man. His stuff is right on. All of his, like, occult stuff, all of his, you know, ancient religion stuff. He's very poignant. Oh, dude, the guy's got it on. So, I'm just a He might be a wizard. He might be a wizard. (laughs) He might be. I am most convinced of it. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so so you know, um, you know, all a Jeff Foxworthy parody. We're going to do, you know, if this, you might be a wizard. Now, should we should we say it as Jeff Foxworthy would with his cadence, or should we talk like Dumbledore, or just use our, use our own? Voice? I think we should just you use our own voice. Might be a wizard. You might yeah. be. A... Oh, no, I was thinking if, 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 Dumbledore. If, you might be a wizard. Harry. I, I, I was thinking um, Saruman from uh, <laughs> Everyone's Dwarf. <laughs> You shall not pass. You shall not pass, yes. Yeah. Or you could just do like Sauron and just be go, and like not make any damn noise. <laughs> okay, so let's start with Joe. What What is your list, my friend? Okay. So I've got a couple of layman style, you might be a wizard. All right. If you can clap and summon light. <laughs> oh. Excellent. You might be a wizard. Nice, nice, nice. I am both insulted by that and pissed I didn't even think of that oh, one. Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> okay. If you can just pull something out of your ass, <laughs> that's pretty wizardly. <laughs> so, Richard Gere? <laughs> no, no, just pull as in not put it in first. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> It's like, oh, that was really funny. Yeah, I just pulled that out of my ass. Nice. Wow. Wizard alert. <laughs> yeah. Wizards. Uh, if you can ingest decades worth of toxic chemicals and not die, you're either Charlie Sheen or a wizard. <laughs> hey, don't Charlie also Sheen forget. Oh. No, I don't think so. He doesn't have a beard. Oh, he, he's a wizard on Mars. Mm. I Higher think they have different standards. Oh, they do. Okay. Uh, Don't forget also the guitars for the Rolling Stones. Oh, Keith, Keith Richards. Richards. Yeah. And it's not just not killed him, it's made him stronger. Yeah. <laughs> that and sleeping upside down. And with the guitar. Excellent. And with the guitar, yes. Yeah. Um, so bartenders, they're wizards because they can mix potions that make men into violent monsters and women into seductive harlots. <laughs> that's that's it's basically well just out. a bunch of love potions. I'm actually going to use it at work. Mm-hmm. That's excellent. All right, you might be a wizard if you can win the Super Bowl against the New England Patriots with the New York Giants. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody was magical on that day. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> uh, let's see. All right, Jethro Tull was a wizard because he won the first 
Heavy Metal Grammy Award. That's right! I forgot about that! He was up against the Metallica Black Album, yeah. and everybody was like, it's a shoe in it's a given, it's yeah. Metallica, and they're all and like, it went to the to, Huh? <laughs> yeah, someone was a wizard in that band. Excellent. And finally, you might be a wizard if you wear a pointy hat. That's good. That's good. Either that yeah. or a witch. Well, it's, yes. it's in the same vein. It kind of no, is. I thought, like, Magic I thought, users I thought, in some I thought like, male witch was warlock. No, no, a warlock means oathbreaker. But uh, if you oh. I mean if you want to be a druid about it, <laughs> <laughs> you're such a wizard. I know. I use that every chance I get. Because can you think of anyone else that wears a pointy hat? Coneheads. <laughs> Shriners. No, oh, wait, no, those are fez. Those are flat on the yeah. top. Yeah, I go, just, I just don't know. I just don't. Dunces. Oh, that's oh, yeah. true. Yeah. Dunce cap. Okay. So next up, the Brian. Let's hear your list. All right, so um, let's start with you might be a wizard if your daily attire tends to be robes. Think like Hugh Hefner or <laughs> I would definitely call him a wizard. Yeah, I think of him yeah, as a wizard, frankly. Powers, man. Yeah. A million and a half years old and still just yeah. it all over him. <laughs> um, if you have an epically long beard, you might be a wizard. You might be a wizard. <laughs> if you own a walking staff, and I don't mean like a cane, I mean a full-on like quarter staff size walking so like, staff. Not a walking that you stick, like, but a walking staff. staff a walking staff. Uh, yes. Um, if you are Alan Moore, yeah. um, <laughs> now to describe this to the people who don't know who Alan Moore is, he was the guy who wrote the graphic novels, The Watchmen, and B for Vendetta. And he's kind of known to be a crazy eccentric with an extraordinarily long beard. Oh, and he also claims to be a wizard. Like, actually claims to be a wizard. Actually truly claims to be a wizard. I remember reading an interview with, or hearing an interview with Dave McKean, and he was talking about how he was just having lunch or something with Alan Moore, and just in a normal conversation, he's like, oh yeah, you know, I went here and saw this. Oh, and last Thursday, I summoned a lesser demon. Um, so yes, Alan Moore is a wizard. Well, and also, and, if you ever look like at the back where it's like got artist and 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 writer credit and stuff, it's got a picture of him. This son of a bitch looks like he's gonna like come out of the picture. His yeah. eyes are all yeah. bugged out. His hair is crazy. This epic beard. He's got his fingers up like ah. Yeah, on the back of uh, Watchmen. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. He's oh yeah, got a, yeah, a good one there too. Where he. You, you can tell he's looking through the picture at you. <laughs> it's actually kind of unsettling. Yeah, yeah. I once was hiking a few years back and came across a dude with a crazy-ass beard and some crazy eyes and walking staff, and he just slammed the thing down and said, You shall not pass. And I quickly went the other way, and later <laughs> I found out it was Alan Moore. Um, I wish I would ask for an autograph. So, if you have a human skull in your house as part of your decorum, you might be a wizard. Ah, uh, yes, nice. that's a good one. If you own a large cauldron, you might be a wizard. Or a cauldron at all. Or a cauldron yeah. at all. Yeah. Yeah. Cauldrons have a number of purposes. I'd... <laughs> what? <laughs> You're such a wizard! I know. <laughs> if your friends, family, and colleagues often wonder, how does he or she do it? Like, you know, if you have somebody who, I don't know, for example, you have somebody who is just a complete loser and yet keeps picking up these 
way out of his league women that are successful uh, and all that sort of stuff and they eventually leave him or he leaves them and you figure dude you just blew it and then he comes back with somebody even better like two days later or just those types of people that you're just like how what the how uh, in that case there are times that I think I may be a wizard <laughs> that may be true um, and then um, to piggyback off of Bruce Wayne if you live alone or with a servant or an apprentice in a secluded and or creepy mansion, you might be a wizard or a tower. Very true. Not bad. Well, um, who wants to go first here? If you want, I can. Go for it. All right. So, when you say illegally parked cars will be towed, you actually turn them into amphibians. <laughs> <laughs> If you can only be killed by saying your name backwards, you might be a wizard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you're Bruce Wayne, you might be a wizard. <laughs> if singing in the shower causes the water to turn into opals, you might be a wizard. Now, there's a bit of a story you on You have to explain that. Yeah. Back with one of the original creation myths for wizards, it was said that when the world was young, the wizards would sing. They didn't cast spells, so to speak, but they sung into creation things that were not... Uh, and one of their extravagant powers was to be able to make it rain opals, you know, fresh from the sky. And it was a, uh, it was a, it was a phrase that stayed with me. And I think that uh, that or chocolate rain, one of the, <laughs> one of the two would be, you know, just, be just excellent wizard powers. Yeah, an excellent wizard power, and be able to have a sprinkling of chocolate anytime you wish or <laughs> skittles. <laughs> uh, if you've ever swallowed a golden snitch. You might be a wizard. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, if... <laughs> sorry. Um, you receive late-night booty calls from witches eager to ride your wand. <laughs> <laughs> if you're still angry over excessive use or misuse over the abracadabra phrase, you might be a wizard. If you confuse fucking magic, you might be a wizard. <laughs> If Rowling's lucky guesses have exposed your world to muggle scrutiny, you might be a wizard. If the jinn in Arabic lore are actually about you, the stories about them are actually about you, you may be a wizard. Mm, yes. Um, Wouldn't you just be a jinn? No, no, you're a wizard. Okay, just a, fair wiz- a wizard, you know, on a blue day. Okay, fair enough. Uh, if the entrance to your keep is a griffin door. That was so bad it locked up my computer. (laughs) (laughs) And if you thought that was bad, how about this one? Uh, You're a favorite in the Black Mass because of the way you slither in. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, I'm not done yet. (laughs) Good night, everybody. If Crowley's Necronomicon, you acknowledge was as much of an homage to Lovecraftian lore as it was a middle finger to the Hermetic Order he was kicked out of, the Aurum Solis. I'm a wizard, aren't I? <laughs> yes, yes, you really are. All yes, right. you really are. Yes. Okay, all right. Here's what I've got. <clears throat> if you prefer polished wood and shiny gems over sharpened steel, you might be a wizard. When embarking on a mystical quest, you choose short, fat, hairy, lazy little half-men to be your companions. You'd be a wizard. <laughs> if 
you go on mystical quests, you might be a wizard. <laughs> if, when you need to ponder a question, you uncontrollably exclaim, To the laboratory! You might be a wizard. <laughs> if you don't like leaving your house because that means you have to leave your threshold, you might be a wizard. Excellent. Uh, if you have a trapping circle under your welcome mat, just in case, you might be a wizard. If you make absolute sure your fireplace instruments are made out of iron, you might be a wizard. Does everybody get that one? I no? do. No, I do. Okay, the fey folk, as in fairies and many other oh, and right. you know, well, as supernatural supernatural things in yeah. general, tend to not be big fans of iron. Mm-hmm. And iron so, exists on more than one. Plane That's the and, idea. It's because they're 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 multi 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 plane creatures, multi dimension essentially creatures, and so they they don't like iron because it exists on their plane. And sometimes it, you know it can cause like burning and things like that. And it's, it's, they don't like it. Not a fan. Not, Not a fan. Um, okay. Next up, we've got if you keep salt around, but not for cooking, you might be a wizard. <laughs> nice. If you don't think fairies are just cute and sparkly, you might be a wizard. If you play wizard's chess, you might be a wizard. (laughs) Fucking wizard's chess. (laughs) If your dream home includes a keep for zotting, you might be a wizard. (laughs) Zotting as in zot. (laughs) And lastly, if you have a soundproof basement, and it's not for sex or murder, but for dragons, (laughs) you might be a wizard. <laughs> well, that that's all I got. That's I, all I got. I, what else do we need? <laughs> what else do we need? So the the uh, the wizard thing has just become a, a just a, a box of hilarity. Even in our extra podcast lives, we're always joking about it. So the the content and the humor will keep on rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, expect in the near future we will do a uncovering the wizard conspiracy segment where we will we will. Pull the, the the terrible and frightening mask off of many of our you know political leaders and historical figures and pop culture and all that stuff. And we, we will we will uncover the wizard conspiracy, and if we don't make it to the next podcast, it's because they've got us. They've come, they've uncovered our plan. Absolutely. So that's uh, that's all we have for you guys today. Uh, thank you for listening. As always, we'll probably have the you might be a wizard if uh, list up on the site. Down yes, the road. absolutely. Oh. We will. That's a good idea. We will have the "You Might Be a Wizard If" list available for you on the Panda Manga website. I will put it on the blog as well as the uh, podcast area. Also, if you have some suggestions, please hit us up on our forums or hit the contact at contact.pandamanga.com. Actually, the contact.pandamanga.com is specifically for people who want to become a contributor. My bad. Hit so, the forums. Yeah, so uh, you know, on, on every podcast post, I make a forum link. So you just click on that, log into our forums, and post your ideas and we will compile and add it and make an even bigger list and help help us help us uncover this conspiracy and prepare against the the, the terrible nature of wizard awesomery <laughs> it's a terrible new word it's it like a word yes. it is it is a terrible making new words is the best like i think that my favorite you know, word that you i might have, be a wizard if you can come up with new words <laughs> <laughs> if you can manifest words yeah. and, and just have it be decided <laughs> It just pulls it out of your ass, huh? <laughs> Appar- it's something apparently that I say when, 
like there is controversy about something and and I come out and say like no it's this way and they're like but and I say no I've decided it's this way yes you do that <laughs> I do do that yes I do I do okay it's All very right. wizardly of it you. is very well thank you I am working on my beard. Yeah, it's coming along. <laughs> anyway, like I said, that's all we have have for you guys today. Uh, check out Panda Manga for updates, and check out the blog. Blog gets updated a little more regularly than the podcast do, as the podcasts are every other week. Uh, next up, I believe our subject is going to be movies. I'm hoping to get uh, Biggs back on for the movies, as well as his uh, girlfriend, who is Trickster, Trigster, and uh, she's just excellent. She's actually just finishing. The film school, so she she will have you know as we as we like to that. say something worth saying on nice. the subjects, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> which is you know our plan with the podcast is to try and bring in people who know what they're talking about about the subjects. Yeah, go figure. What movie are you guys reviewing? You know, it it, it is it is up to uh, fate and Hollywood. <laughs> if, if you guys want to uh, review that uh, horrible abomination that uh, you and uh, admin uh, drug me to. Then, uh, then I, I would like to come in and say my two bits on that. Oh, I'm but, sure uh, you would. But, but, but plainer. Uh, I say, hey, you know what? Because of that, I got my free pass. She is no longer allowed to drag me to a movie. This is true. It's, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, you know, it's it's. We all have our systems with the girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so thanks for listening, and we will see you guys next time. Good night. Farewell. And good luck. for listening. Be sure to visit pandamanga.com for all your indie comic needs. If you have questions or comments on today's show, please visit our forums at forum.pandamanga.com. Anyone interested in becoming a contributor with Pandamanga, visit our contact page at contact.pandamanga.com and complete the form located there. This is Joe, and we'll see you next time.
So I've been a little concerned about being able to meek mate, being able to mate, <laughs> being able to make <laughs> dead. <laughs> 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 uh, something I <laughs> okay. 